We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, it is that time on a Saturday night. Esme Murphy here, time for one of my absolute favorite guests, Professor David Schultz of Hamlin University. How are you doing? And how is your wife doing? And how is your family doing? We are all doing well. Probably like everybody else, we are looking outside, watching it rain cats and dogs. It's incredible. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know that you have been busy because people have been contacting you, including Bloomberg News, about the laws, because we always talk to you about politics, but sometimes we also talk about legal issues because you are, of course, a law professor, about what are the laws surrounding quarantines and what are people's rights, that kind of thing. And you've actually written for Bloomberg uh, News about this. Yes, yes. So there's a, there's a couple of different dimensions we want to approach this in terms of explaining the law. One of them is going to be, let's say, federal authority, you know, which means the president and Congress a national authority, I should say, versus what state and local governments can do. And that's going to be the first dimension we want to think about, you know, who, who gets to do what. Um, and then the second question is going to be regarding what can um, somebody actually do. You know, when I'm, and what I'm referring to here is like quarantines and things like that. And what's interesting is, you know, in the last few hours, we've had this fight breaking out between um, President Trump and Governor um, Cuomo in New York regarding when the president said, well, he might put, what was it, New York, part of Connecticut and so forth under a quarantine. Well, the, the cases there are just staggering. I mean, I have, I have friends and, and relatives well, in the New York and Connecticut area, mm-hmm. and it's 54,000 yeah. in New York, and uh, I think about eight or 9,000 in New Jersey. Jersey and then Connecticut, which has a smaller population than Minnesota, is up there in the thousands as well, too. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I didn't know each other until this radio show, but my family is also um, Connecticut, New York, um, and I've lived in New Jersey. So, you know, in some, we probably have like six degrees of separation somewhere out there um, <laughs> that, we, that we don't know about or something like that, if we actually, you know, worked it through or something. But let's start with a, a simp- couple of simple propositions here. And I'll start with the conclusion, say that it's not clear in fact, I'm going to argue that the president probably does not have the authority to impose any types of quarantines and that this is essentially a matter of state and local law. So, so I think Governor Cuomo is probably correct on this matter that the president um, um, can't do what he said he, he was threatening to do. The reason why I mention that, we'll, we'll do some basic constitutional law. Um, constitutional law says that the national government only has powers that are given to it um, explicitly in the Constitution or cl- clearly implied by it. 
That's Proposition 1. Two, the president only has powers that are outlined to him in Article 2 of the Constitution or if given to him by Congress. And the reason why I mention this, there doesn't seem to be anything in Article 2 of the Constitution that gives the president the power to impose things like quarantines um, or other serious public health measures like that. And two, it's not clear that Congress has this authority and therefore that it could impose this, or rather delegate this to the President of the United States. So that's, my, that's the first point here. Obviously, I'm simplifying the law right. tremendously, tremendously here. Um, for the most part, um, states, and when I say states, I also include um, cities, because uh, cities get their power from state governments. States have enormous powers um, um, to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the public. Um, and those laws include protections for public health. Going back, and I actually been researching this in Minnesota too. Um, quarantine laws for both humans and, and you, I you've also written about this in your blog too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Quarantine laws for humans, and I should also mention for animals too, because we do. That's true. It's true. We have quarantine laws for animals all the time. You um, know, I didn't. Uh, th- that's absolutely right. Yes, that's right. Okay, I did. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, so we've got laws going back to like the early, not early, to the mid late nineteenth century in Minnesota, dealing with things such as what for for humans, like we had tuberculosis outbreaks, cholera, um, we had um, smallpox. You know, I mean, we forget about the the number of infectious diseases that we've had in our in our society and the number of vaccines that have been introduced to successfully um, reduce, reduce the spread of some of these. But the point being is that we've got a lot of very old laws in place um, that allow for quarantining of individuals um, if, in fact, they um, um, are, are suspected of, 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 having it, of having, let's say, let's say, let's say tuberculosis, or in this case, COVID-19 or something like that. And the laws regarding... Uh, at the state level regarding quarantining, mandatory quarantining, would require at some point some type of ability to either challenge challenge the, the, the quarantine if you could show that you were not ill um, or give you some, t- some type of, again, hearing or process um, to, to, to be able to challenge if you were incorrectly quarantined um, or detained. Um, at the at the same time, the laws out there do give governments pretty broad authority, but not unlimited authority, of being able to address all types of sort of pestilence and nuisance. The upshot being here is that I don't think the president is right in terms of his argument. Governor Cuomo, Governor Waltz um, have pretty broad authority to, to address um, public health issues. It's not unlimited um, in terms of their ability to do certain things. Um, they clearly could quarantine people with, with, with clear, clear signs of an infectious disease. The law is less clear regarding how much they can, let's say, just close um, businesses like they're doing now, but um, I suspect um, the courts might give them some, some benefit of the doubt, at least short term.
Right. Um, absolutely. Um, and it does look like, I'm just checking uh, one of the New York papers, it does look like the president has backed off. Right. Because there was so much criticism of, of, about him imposing that. Yeah. And, and obviously, at, at every level, it seems like this is clearly being handled at a state level. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it seems like the governors are doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And, this is, and again, this is, this is one of those points where, again, the, the laws are well, well, generally well developed at the state level, especially New York. You know, I think we talked a little bit about this, you know, at one point, um, maybe a week ago or something. The state of New York, you know, because New York City, you know, more rapidly urbanized and got more densely concentrated, you know, earlier than most cities, developed a really good set of public health laws, a really well developed set of laws dealing with. Um, public health types of issues. Um, and so it's got a pretty good framework in there for being able to address these issues. And so for the most part, um, regulating public health issues really is a state issue. Now, states can delegate this to local governments and say, um, you know, New York City Department of, of Health or um, Minnesota could delegate it down to Minneapolis and St. Paul. But for the most part, it is a state um, issue in terms of addressing it where where the main role that the federal government can provide is is, is research, coordination, tra- tracking data. It can provide um, resources, um, um, money, and so forth like that. But the real frontline work um, is really done at the state and local level. Right, and, and I think that that's something that we are seeing. And actually, the real frontline work um, is really done at the state and local level. Right, and, and I think that that's something that we are seeing. And actually, just looking up this um, article on the New York Times, where we, you, the basically the the president backed down on this order. Yeah. I am seeing something about New York City's nine one one system. Uh, being overwhelmed. Um, I did, I am actually over here at, at uh, what we call the radio closet over here at TV, and I did just walk through the newsroom, and the, we did get a call from uh, the police spokesperson for the Minneapolis police. Apparently this is happening to police departments all over mm-hmm. uh, the state and the region. People are calling 911 to ask information about the stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. <laughs> Because these folks are awfully busy, they are doing their work. Do not call nine one one to find out about the stay at home order. Um, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, we don't want to overwhelm the system, and we want people there for real emergencies. Yeah, they, they, there's there's so much going on that it's just I think I think people are a little out of sorts, and I mean. It, it, that that makes a lot of sense. Not, I mean, to, to call nine hundred one does not make a lot of sense when you're asking about a stay at home order when the information is everywhere. But uh, these are tough times. They are tough times. I was going to say nine one one is for what generally um, life threatening emergency calls. You know, you know. I I don't want to say exclusively, but but that's what we're really looking at. Now, if somebody calls nine one one and says, you know, um, you know, I'm having a heart attack, I'm ill, or something like that. That's a different story entirely. But a general information one, you're right. There's probably just a a oodle of places. I'm gonna. I'm suspecting that WCCO itself probably has on their websites a ton of information. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's something that that, that we all have to do and and be responsible for. Let's take a quick break. I uh, want to talk about one of your other blogs where you wrote about sort of in the same the same vein here about the weakness of the U.S. public health system, also mandatory vaccines and quarantines. I mean, there are so many issues here, and I think. This whole situation 
is we're being slapped in the face with it right now. And I think uh, people are going to have to think long and hard about the way we are doing things in this country going forward so that this doesn't happen again. But let's take a quick break. More with David Schultz after this on News Talk 830 WCCO. Just look. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 